You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Have you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters, bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Welcome to this week's episode of The Press Zone Montreal, right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media, a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network, as you heard there at the very beginning of the show. Uh, We're so glad you're here with us today. Uh, This show is all about the Montreal Canadiens the Laval Rocket, all of the the entire Montreal Canadiens organization. It's just for you as Habs fans, and we're glad that you are here with us. Uh, I'm your host, Amy Johnson, the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report, and I'm joined each and every week by my tremendous co-host, who also happens to be our founder and editor-in-chief, and that would be the one and only Rick Stevens. How are you today? I'm doing well. We just coming off a week, uh, unfortunately, without Canadians games, but uh, lots on the Laval front and a ton of news. I was going to uh, say, a I th- busy, busy week. I mean, aside from the fact that it's COVID related, I'm almost like, thank God there weren't games as well. How would we squeeze them in? I don't know. There's no time for games. There's too much news happening. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, that means uh, before we get to that, though, Lots of news. So grab your peanuts and your popcorn. But hey, baseball is Mm. back. Uh, That's right. Teams will be getting back out on the diamond this week. And last year's season sure was uh, different, but that doesn't mean it lacked excitement. And this year's poised to be even better. DraftKings is the leader in one-day fantasy sports, and they're pointing you on the field with a free shot at a share of millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy baseball is easy to play. You just pick 10 players, you stay under the salary cap, pile up the points for hits, runs, strikeouts, and more. There's no better way to put your baseball knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars throughout the week. But hey, if baseball's not for you, don't worry. DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy golf action for this weekend's tournament. With millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs this week, there's no better place than to have skin in the game than with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a free shot at a share of the millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code THPN to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. You know, yes, baseball is back. Uh, the uh, bunch, of, bunch of teams have their uh, home openers on Thursday. That is not an April's fo- April Fool's joke. Mm. Thursday, April 1st. Uh, very excited for that. 
but they also mentioned golf in there. The Masters is just around the corner. I'm. It's my. It's like my favorite time of year is when the Masters um, goes off. So it's a very exciting time to be a sports fan. Very, very exciting. Baseball, golf, basketball, and, of course, we're here for hockey. Yes, we are. And And lots of it. Lots of it. So we have lots of Canadians news to talk about today. Uh, We're going to run through them, uh, get you caught up on that. We're going to get you caught up on the Laval Rocket and how they're doing, and unfortunately also bring you up to date on who has sustained some injuries. I know, not great news. But then uh, the second segment of our show is actually going to be fully featured as um, an interview with a very special guest to the show. Uh, If you were a fan of the Canadians AHL affiliate when they were uh, out on the rock out in St. John's, Newfoundland, uh, then you'll be very familiar with the voice of Brian Rogers, a longtime friend of Rocket Sports Media, a friend of the show. Uh, he was the play-by-play broadcaster and the voice of the Ice Caps uh, for many, many years. Uh, and he's going to be joining Rick and I today for a very special segment uh, honoring the memory of Shannon Cody, uh, who was the longtime equipment manager for the Ice Caps and pretty much uh, every other iteration of the St. John's Maple Leafs and, and the Winnipeg Jets version of the Ice Caps and so on and so forth. So we're going to spend some time with Raj uh, in the second segment, uh, paying tribute to um, Shannon Cody, who left us all too early uh, this this past week. Uh, and we'll do that in the second segment before just taking a quick trip in the third segment around the AHL to bring you up on some other American Hockey League news. It'll be great to have Raj with us and and uh, just a classic play-by-play broadcaster. He has that classic voice. And a great storyteller. Very animated. <laughs> sitting next to him in the press box <laughs> and getting slapped on the back uh, Pretty as, much. He's, as he's making the call <laughs> many, many, many times. That's right. Yeah. Great memories uh, with, with Raj and the Ice Caps. And, and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, Get together with Raj today and reminisce a little bit, pay tribute to uh, to Shannon Cody, but also, you know, I think you're going to hear some some pretty fun hockey stories in there as well. So you do not want to miss uh, that interview. So uh, let's first get to the news of the week. And uh, in this first segment, we've got to hit on a few big things. Uh, as we said at the top of the show, I mean, thank goodness there weren't Canadians games this week because I'd, I don't even know where you would fit in doing game analysis and recapping games in amongst all of the news that happened. Um, You know, Bergevin came out last week and gave his tried and true statement that's been his go-to for the last few years. Nope, not doing anything. Trade deadline, don't expect anything. And then turns around the next day and makes a trade. (laughs) (laughs) Uh I stopped. After the Subban fiasco about no i am not shopping pk suban after that whole debacle and i understand a gm can't lay all of his cards out i i get that i i get that i don't expect him to and just lay it all out for the entire league to see but after that i stopped believing him whenever if in fact whenever he says i'm not doing something I know that he is. <laughs> it's pretty much how I. It's pretty much how I take it these days. So um, I just didn't think it would be within less than twenty four hours, Rick. Well, I, I mean, I understand. And he said, he, uh, you know, he can't tell us everything that uh, 
that he's doing, but he doesn't have to be so emphatic about absolutely doing <laughs> nothing. Um, you know, other general managers are in a very similar position, certainly the Canadian ones with respect to the quarantine regulations, certainly other GMs with respect to cap difficulties, and they don't come out so uh, you know stridently and say, no, nothing's happening, quit asking about it, and then go ahead and, and flip that. Um, you know, some say that he's sending a message to uh, other GMs around the league. Well, uh, you know, I don't think they're, they, according to Elliot Friedman, they're not buying what he's saying Mm-mm. publicly either. So it's kind of uh, pointless at, at, at this juncture. Um, but anyway, he, he had, he said what he said, he did what he did. And, uh, and the Canadians made uh, a move at a, a pre trade deadline move. And who did they get? They got Thunder Bay native uh, Eric Stahl. I was going to say, you have to inter- introduce him. I mean, <laughs> he's a he's fellow kinsman of Thunder Bay. True, so you, true. Have, you yeah. have to set this up. Yeah. Yeah. My mom, I'm, I'm, she, uh, well, she does know, know the family, knows, uh, you know, uh, you know, where it comes from, where we went to school, <laughs> uh, you know, who he dated, all those kinds of things. What he ate for lunch. Pretty much. <laughs> Uh, but Eric Stahl's had a had a a, a, a great career, uh, uh, solid uh, uh, career, and um, you know got the trade in the fall from Minnesota to Buffalo, and uh, things went obviously very mm. sour there. Uh, had the Canadians on his uh, modified no trade list, but uh, was quite willing to waive that when the trade deal. Details were presented to him and is now a Montreal Canadian. My favorite part of his media availability uh, in from his hotel room once he got to Montreal was when uh, one reporter uh, asked him if he could, uh, without going into too great of detail, but just describe what, you know, what's happened, what, what went wrong with the Sabres this year if he could explain that. And, and he very calmly and very politely said, um, well, the great thing is that I, the, the great thing about this trade is that I don't have to explain that. <laughs> um, because I'm, I, it's, it's not my concern anymore and I'm not going to go into details. And, uh, and I just, I would, my jaw hit the table. I said, Oh, I'm going to like Eric's <laughs> Very uh, polished, very calm. Uh, he controlled uh, that media availability mm-hmm. very well. The, the Canadians uh, media, who usually tried to, you know, indoctrinate the 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 newest member, <laughs> He's uh, having none of it. No, he was he was excellent um, in, in that, and 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 joins veterans uh, like Corey Perry, like Shea Weber. Uh, to perhaps do the same thing with the Canadians, calm them down, uh, even them out, make sure they're even keeled as as they go into a very busy, uh, very stressful uh, next month and a half or so. Absolutely, and he does have familiarity with some of the guys uh, currently on the Canadians roster, having having won gold with them, having played with them for the national team, um, which is which is a great way for him to get a foot in the door. Uh, Rick, I like the trade because Montreal really didn't give up that much going back the other way to Buffalo, and no. Buffalo retained salary, and and that that was part of of the trade the. Uh, the third round pick is about right for uh, Eric Stoll, a rental player who's going to uh, uh, has an expiring contract. That that seems about right. 
The Canadians uh, had to add a fifth round pick to uh, encourage Buffalo to retain half his salary, which uh, helps the Canadians cap situation. So uh, the Canadians with uh, 14 picks going into that trade give up two and they're still left with uh, 12 at the 2021 draft. I'm really looking forward to seeing what Eric Stahl can do. Um, you know, part of part of coming to Montreal happened. It happened on the same day that the uh, government uh, made an allowance for uh, players being traded across that international U.S.-Canada border. Would only have to uh, actively quarantine for seven days. The remaining seven days of of the f- traditional 14-day quarantine are are what are what they're calling a working quarantine where um, (laughs) they're permitted to be then in the bubble practicing, playing with the team and so forth. So I don't really know how that counts as a quarantine, but okay, whatever they have to do to make themselves feel better. Um, So hopefully, you know, it'll be just about a week until we start seeing stall practicing. Uh, He sounds to be very excited to, to come and play in Montreal. He talked many times about how it was his favorite place to play as the visiting team. And he's very much looking forward to suiting up for the home team in the bell center. Um, And I think it's an exciting, it's an exciting uh, piece to bring in at this stage of the game. Um, Unfortunately, it's probably going to mean that Jake Evans is going to draw the short stick in this. Uh, He may find himself out of the lineup, uh, which is the one downside as far as a a young player's development. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens in the offseason and and next season. And hopefully Jake is able to uh, to come back in and and reclaim uh, that fourth line spot that he's that he's uh, performed pretty well at all this year. And growing up in Thunder Bay, um, Eric Stahl, an ardent Toronto Maple Leafs fan. And uh, so, uh, you know, uh, the Leafs didn't reach out and, and add him to their roster. So it's it's an opportunity for him to uh, go into Toronto and, and uh, show them why, why they should have. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, that whole hubbub happened. And, and then, of course, we, we were raptly paying attention to um on friday afternoon the wisconsin badgers uh playing in their first game of the ncaa regionals uh cole caulfield uh of course uh in that lineup all eyes in montreal were on that game in fact rds even broadcast that game um which was i mean to me, it's it's <laughs> it tells you the magnitude of eyes and attention that's on Cole Caulfield, um, and despite the fact that Caulfield ended up uh, the the first period, they just ha- they they Bemidji State just absolutely steamrolled them, um, and they were on their heels from the get go. Um, Bemidji controlled the pace, controlled the puck, controlled the play. Uh, they were forechecking. Uh, it, there's, there was just, there was not a lot of hope for Wisconsin, and you could tell Wisconsin was a little shell shocked about it. Um, they hadn't come up against that kind of team, um, you know, not playing in the big, playing against a team that's not in the Big Ten. Uh, it was a very different experience for them, and not sure how ready they were for it. And despite the fact that Cole Caulfield um, did what Cole Caulfield does, he finds ways to score goals. Uh, they came up short and were the first big upset of the tournament. Um, Cole Caulfield found his uh, NCAA season come to an abrupt end on Friday afternoon. 
They sure they weren't expecting that, and no. and uh, Bemidji was uh, huge underdogs in the game against Wisconsin. Uh, Bemidji Beavers, uh, many were surprised that they were even in the the tournament at all. Um, they have no NHL draft picks uh, on their roster. Of course, Wisconsin's a powerhouse. Uh, Hobie Baker uh, candidates, two forty uh, point scorers, and. Uh, uh, as you said, uh, Bemidji just shut them down. A very good defense, very strong defensive effort throughout the game. Uh, shut down Cole Caulfield for uh, uh, two periods, and until they got uh, you know a, a handy uh, lead, and and uh, and then just coasted to to the win, and and a real real surprise for. Uh, the Wisconsin team, and certainly for Cole Caulfield, and he was very, very emotional after that game, uh, after being ousted from the tournament and having an early end to his season. Absolutely, very emotional. I mean, we've seen that so many times in in past years that we've covered uh, the Frozen Four or the regionals leading up to the Frozen Four. I mean, it is... College hockey is like a family unlike any other. I mean, you're at a... The, the young age that you're at... Um, as you're playing NCAA hockey, living together on campus together, going through school together. I mean, your entire life is intertwined with, with the rest of your teammates and it makes it very, very painful, um, to go through that together when you lose. Uh, and, and you could see that all over Cole's face, uh, in his post game presser. Um, and, and frankly, Tony Granato had some great comments, but Tony Granato was equally, he even said the coaches are just as surprised. Uh, the coaches didn't expect them to be exiting after the first game. Um, so, you know, in that in that post-game presser, someone asked, you know, Cole Caulfield, what's your next steps? You know, everyone's kind of waiting to see what he's going to do. And he said, uh, you know, it's I'm, I haven't even thought about it. Uh, I, I need to take some time and, and talk to my family and so forth. And, well... There was something about things happening in less than 24 hours this weekend, Rick. Well, yeah. Cole <laughs> Caulfield said, listen, um, these are my guys. I will always be uh, a Badger. I don't I don't want to think about this right now. Uh, Tony Granato said, um, yes, um, Montreal may be impatient, but you got to give this guy time. Uh, it's going to take him time to sit down and a few days to, at least to uh, discuss with his his family and advisors, um, and and Mark Bergevin was asked, and and um, he kind of well, let's see what happens over the next kind of nudge nudge wink wink. Well, let's see what happens over the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was later that day; it wasn't twenty four hours before it was announced that uh, Cole Caulfield had signed his ELC. Absolutely. And, you know, suddenly it was, oh, well, that didn't take very long at all. Um, and so just like that, in a whirlwind, it was, okay, Cole Caulfield has signed his ELC. He's coming. Where is he going? Oh, he's going to Laval. And you could just tell that everyone in the Montreal media was, oh, well, what, really? Like, we know that that's probably appropriate, but we really thought he was going to come here. So Cole Caulfield has also met with the media. Um before he got on a plane to head to Montreal to begin his seven-day quarantine, he did confirm he he fully expects that his first games as a pro hockey player will take place with the Laval Rocket. Um, we spoke to Joel Bouchard uh, 
on Monday after uh, Caulfield's press conference. And Bouchard also confirmed that. He said, you know, um, they've made sure that there is uh, fitness equipment going to be available in his hotel room that he'll be quarantining in and have sent him a, a kind of a, a hotel room training program uh, for him to stay fit during the week. He will be included on Zoom calls throughout the week to get him kind of acclimated and up to speed. And Bouchard says... As far as how many games he'll or how many days he'll need to practice before he's inserted into a game, he he could be eligible to play uh, next Tuesday night, their final home game against Stockton before going on the road to Toronto. Um, I don't know. That would be like the first day after quarantine. I don't even know if he'd have much more than a morning skate under his belt. So I don't know yet if Bouchard would put him in to that situation. Um, but definitely probably by that Friday, their first road game in Toronto against the Marlies, that would give him three or four days of practice. Bouchard said, you know, unlike a guy who's been quarantined for two weeks or uh, hasn't been playing for a couple of months, Caulfield's been playing plenty of hockey. So he believes it'll take him less time to get into game action. So we're going to see some Cole Caulfield uh, with the Laval Rocket here coming up pretty soon. Um, and frankly, uh, you know, the Laval Rocket has been doing very well on this road trip. Uh, they've been, you know, they, they did performed very well against the Stockton Heat. Uh, Manitoba has uh, given them uh, uh, some periods where there were some trouble. There was some trouble. Uh, they did lose as well. Um, they they gave up a two-goal. Laval gave up a two-goal lead uh, late in the third period um, last week. Um, and, of course, be sure you're following over at ahlreport.com. Uh, between myself and my colleague, Chris G., we've got game recaps for every single one of those games, including post-game audio and, and video highlights and so forth. Um, but they've also sustained a number of injuries. Um, Alex Belzeal is out for the rest of the road trip. Lucas Vedemo is out for the rest of the road trip. And just Recently, this past Sunday, Jan Mishak and Jesse Yelonen both went out of that game with injury. Um, so all four of them will be reevaluated when they get back to Laval uh, this week. They have one more game tonight in uh, Manitoba to wrap up that four-game series against the Moose. Uh, and then they'll be coming back to Laval to uh, host Stockton at home starting this weekend. So we'll find out a little bit more unfortunate uh, injuries happening. Uh, hopefully none of them too serious. Uh, so Rick, right now I think what we'll do is we'll take a quick break and on the other side, we've got a tremendous interview with Brian Rogers, uh, where we're going to talk about our good friend Shannon Cody and what he meant to the hockey community. So you don't want to miss it. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. The Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report. And watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at AllHabs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. 
The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated, and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. If you are bright, loyal, passionate, and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit AHLReport.com and click the Join Our Team tab at the top of the page today. And welcome back to the Press Zone Montreal right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. We are so glad that you're joined uh, here with us today and that you're listening. It's a great show uh, and lots to talk about. And this segment coming up is is one that's going to be pretty special uh, and and uh, full of some interesting conversation, to be sure. But before we get to that, uh, just want to remind you, I'm your host, Amy Johnson, uh, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. And I also want to remind you of where you can follow us on Twitter, uh, because, you know, we talked about those game recaps and the coverage of the, the Laval Rocket and so forth. Uh, we don't want you to miss any of that action. So if you want to follow our live in-game uh, updates for Laval Rocket games, as well as uh, find links to our post-game uh, recaps. Our um, almost every day we have uh, audio posted with our uh, morning skate um, media sessions with Joel Bouchard and sometimes players as well. Uh, Chris uh, G usually has a Rocket Notepad, which is a, a kind of a summary and and all in one place of rocket news that's going on, all of those kinds of things. You'll want to be following us at the AHL report on Twitter. That's at the AHL report. Uh, and now we are going to uh, be joined here in just a moment uh, by uh, Brian Rogers, the longtime voice of the St. John's ice caps, the St. John's Maple Leafs, the St. John's ice caps, Winnipeg jets edition. Uh, oh, so many of them in there. Um, but uh Brian Rogers was the broadcaster for the Canadians St. John's Ice Caps AHL affiliate the two years that they were in St. John's. Um, and over the course of that time, of course, if you're a longtime listener of the show, you've heard Brian Rogers' voice on this show before. He's a longtime friend of, of mine and Rick's. Uh, we got to know him uh, quite well, traveling out on the road, covering the Ice Caps uh, all over <laughs> the Northeast. And um, we thought Rick you know you you reached out to Raj as soon as we heard the the tragic news of the early and unexpected passing of Shannon Cody um, and that Raj would be a great person to bring on for us to just sit around and, and talk about and remember Shannon and um, and pay tribute to him absolutely um, we spent a lot of good times together and and uh, uh, Shannon it, it was a friend a, a good friend um, to to all of us and and uh, uh, it was great to um, 
we talked on the phone uh, I did with uh, with Brian and and uh, uh, to 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 talk about uh, Shannon and and we thought we we wanna we wanna get together and and uh, let the the rest of the hockey world know uh, just the kind of special person that that Shannon was. Well, we are pleased to be joined right now by a very familiar and friendly voice, uh, Brian Rogers, uh, hockey broadcaster for for years and a. a just an institution in St. John's there, and of course the former play-by-play broadcaster for the St. John's Ice Caps, uh, joining us today. Raj, thanks so much for being here with us, and uh, we're just so glad to hear from you. Well, Amy, thank you so much, and Rick, thank you so much, my dear friends. Uh, We've been separated for too long because of the wacky world we're in, and of course the fact that there's no American Hockey League action in Newfoundland and Labrador anymore, but uh, under trying circumstances, uh, let's honor Shannon Cody today, and I know that uh, both you and Rick Amy uh, loved Shannon like I did. He was like a second son, like a little brother almost to my son my son and my daughters and uh, uh, it's a sad time but we'll uh, we'll uh, make it a, a joyous memory of Shannon because there's so many good things to talk about well there sure is and 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 I think that's it that uh, the hockey community the the players uh, the, the the coaches everyone around the 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 hockey community seems to know uh, or have had some sort of interaction with uh, Shaq, with Shannon Cody. And um, I think it's our job to, to kind of let uh, the listeners, the fans know a little bit more about um, who he is. Um, now, you've been hearing, we've been hearing from uh, uh, players that had association with him. And um, and maybe let's let's start there, and and uh, and then we'll move beyond that to talk about our own uh, uh, memories. But but uh, maybe let's start there. Well, Rick, you know, uh, if we go back to where it all kind of began, it all happened here in uh, St. John's, Newfoundland, Labrador, in the year 1991, when Shannon Wayne Cody, alias Shaq, <laughs> was uh, a contest winner, an ultramar contest winner as the stick boy for the St. John's Maple Leafs uh, of the American Hockey League. And so he won that contest as a grade seven student at Beaconsfield <laughs> Junior High in the West End of St. John's. And uh, I uh, I remember T and Shannon a, a little bit about it over the years. We had the picture that appeared in the local newspaper, the Telegram here, and uh, it showed Shannon and uh, Stephen Schwartz, who was the other young uh, member of that, uh, who won the contest along with Shannon, and they were good buddies too. So the two of them were like mutton chef around uh, the hockey. But we used to, I used to take pictures of the old entry in the Telegram and photocopy about 15 or 20, and uh, on, uh, on certain practice days or games, game days, I'd post them around the dressing room and in different coaches' office and stuff and around the, the training facility where Nick Adijib, the former Montreal uh, assistant equipment manager now with Vancouver, would have his office and he'd be doing the treatment and so on. And Shaq used to lose it when he said, who posted those pictures? Take those down. He was a little <laughs> bit embarrassed about it. But we were, for everybody from DJ Smith to Sean Porton and all the baby Leafs at the time just loved it because uh, Shaq was losing his mind on it. And of course, he was the brunt of, of the fun and we all loved him like uh, like a brother, and as they said, you like a, a second son or whatever. But he uh, he lost his marbles and uh, and uh, see the expression on his face after we let him all case Shaq. That that joke's getting old 
now. We won't do that anymore. But uh, <laughs> as he got older and older, it just became more, it was funnier and more apparent when I used to see him look at me and start and go, I'll, I'll get you back to that. You know, I'm there, I'll bring it. You know, kind of thing. So, and you know, a lot of guys just engaged with him and it, it, he always had a smile on his face, you know. Always. So you, so you look at that picture, if you get a chance, uh, I try to get that to you sometime uh, for uh, old time's sake and, and for keepsake. But to see that picture, him winning that, uh, it's still dear to my heart to this day. It's a classic. So you've heard, um, you, you've had an outpouring. We've seen it on social media. But as you say, it does go way back. I mean, beginning in 1991. So there are a, a number of, of players and coaches and equipment staff uh, all across North America and, as we know, all through Europe who really um, connected with Shaq over the years coming through Newfoundland and, and even when when uh, teams were out on the road and so forth. It's, it's, it's something that you've noticed has been just felt throughout the hockey community all over. You know, Amy, that's a terrific point, and it's amazing the how, like in a time of despair like this, those happy memories can make you smile, even though you're mixing it with tears, which my wife and my family have done for the last three or four days, and I'm sure the Cody and Lambert family see you the same way as they're uh, making the journey to Fogo Island, where Shannon will be laid to rest uh, on Tuesday, March the 30th. Uh, that's, uh, by the way, for people who are looking to maybe reach out to them, if uh, Newfoundland is such a unique place, as you guys know, uh, the Fogo Island is, uh, is an unbelievable destination point for many people, yeah. and I'm sure once the uh, COVID's over and the pandemic, you'll see it all pouring of people heading there again, but that was Shannon's favorite place on the earth that's where he's going to be going um you would not believe it gang uh the outpouring of love it's uh, overwhelming even um madeline shack's uh, mother we used to call or uh, shannon effectively called her mama shack and everybody did and then wayne his father and um, you know they're uh, they're on route as well and it's uh, it's been a tough time for them, but I can tell you that all of the outpouring of, of love for, for their son has helped ease their heavy burden on their hearts. And that's the same for um, Shannon's sister, Candace, their little boy, Anderson, and uh, Candace's uh, husband and Shannon's brother-in-law, Brian Lambert, uh, who is actually a Rick and Amy and AHL linesman and an ECHL linesman and one of the best. That was one referee I never carved a uh, new behind for. <laughs> Well, uh, Sh- we gotta have some fun with this too, gang. Because Shannon always smiled, so we need to have some That's fun. That's right. With it. <laughs> That's right. Well, Shannon was uh, aw- know, awfully oh, proud sorry, of. Uh, no, I was just going to say Shannon was awfully proud of his little nephew uh, Anderson, and I got lots of pictures of of him. Uh, but he was also very proud of of Newfoundland, and never, never uh, the the opportunity didn't pass by where he would. Uh, talk about Fogo. That was one of his favorite places. And, you know, he'd message and say, do you know that Gwyneth Paltrow stayed uh, up in Fogo? And I said, no, I didn't know that. Um, or, or he would be up there with his uncle uh, uh, at Joe Bat's arm fishing and, and uh, going out for cod and, and he... And collecting um, collecting glacier ice for his his freezer, so uh, he seemed to really embrace the Newfoundland uh, life. 
Oh, there's no question about that, Rick, and I'm sorry. What I was trying to say a little earlier, and you know me now as I get a little older and a little more senile, I, I do have a few brain cells that have dissipated over the years, but what I wanted to say was that, the, the, yes, Fogel Island was Shannon's favorite uh, retreat. That's where his mother, Madeline, a knee Penton Cody, was born and raised. Shannon was actually born in Labrador City, uh, Newfoundland, Labrador, but uh, raised in the Metro St. John's area. Kilbride was his home neighborhood, but his favorite place on earth was Fogo Island. He'd uh, he'd uh, pack up the Avenger and uh, put his trusty sidekick Joby, his dear bulldog, who <laughs> unfortunately uh, went to puppy heaven before Shannon went to hockey heaven. But he dearly missed Joby. But back in the day, him and Joe would jump in the Avenger and they'd make their way to Fogo uh, uh, with Joby riding shotgun with Shannon for that five-hour trip to get to the ferry and then get to the island. And Joby but had a Joby it, had his own <laughs> life preserver uh, that so he could go in the boat. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hey, I mean, that's how much Shannon loved this. We all love our dogs, let's face it. I mean, they become, uh, they're just like family members and so on. And, and Joby was certainly that to Shannon. But, Rick, you already mentioned it, that uh, Joe Bat's Arm, as unique as Newfoundland and Labrador is, that's a, there's a unique place, and that's exactly where Shannon used to uh, fish with, uh, with family members and his favorite uncles and cousins, and uh, that's just a, a great spot. So anybody wants to reach out to, to see about Shannon, and you can go to the Fogel Island a funeral home.com and it's in Joe Bat's arm, Newfoundland, Labrador, and you'll be able to reach out and see his smiling face and uh, and the small uh, tribute to him uh, as we mourn his his precious 43 years uh, on planet Earth. And one of the great things that you know, even even as I've been recalling, uh, you know, the moments over the years that we knew Shaq and, and speaking with Rick about it and, and even the, the outpouring that we've heard a bit from from former uh, Ice Caps players and, and even just reading some of the, the messages on social media. The, the common theme is always that uh, Shannon Cody always had a smile on his face and loved a good joke. <laughs> oh, absolutely. He loved a good joke, and he loved to play lots of tricks on people, too, and he was really, really good at that, I got to <laughs> tell you. I mean, I'm, I'm sure, uh, in particular, oh, self-depreciating, Shannon uh, was just such a sweet, sweet, sweet man, uh, you know, a young, growing from the young guy, the young stick boy all the way up and, and making and leaving his indelible mark on professional hockey, as Glenn Stanford put it rightfully so, uh, to VOCM Radio when he and I uh, joined Greg Smith on Friday morning to honor Shannon for a limited time, but he, he said it best that he just left his mark uh, on uh, on people. Uh, as soon as you saw Shaq, I mean, Amy, Rick, you knew it. I mean, one of his favorite lines is, what do you at? <laughs> and, uh, which means uh, how are you That's or right. good day or hello a Newfoundland what do you eat <laughs> you know how she caught in that type of thing and Shannon loved that folklore of it and, and boy he could go off on the spiel when he did and he'd have me on my knees and of course as as a roommate with him too as you guys know with all the road trips that we spent uh, I'm saying to my lovely wife Joni this morning as we kind of rehash our memories of uh, of a second son that, you know not through birth but just uh, family wise and through the love that we built and the and the friendship and camaraderie over the years. But uh, I said, gee, hon, I, I, uh, I said, uh, I wish I had a stitch for every time Shaq whacked me in the head with a pillow because of my <laughs> outrageous snoring. Uh, I said to Johnny, I'd look like a baseball today. I'd be sewn up and stitched like a baseball if, uh, if I got a stitch for every time he hit me on the head with a pillow for snoring and, uh, on the road. So, you know, just different things like that. And uh, oh, it, it's been... Um, a tough one to deal with, but 
when I'm talking to people like yourself and former players that are reaching out, and we'll talk a little bit about that, uh, it certainly helps alleviate the pain. And a lot of that is helping the family um, en route to Fogo to, to lay Shannon to rest. Well, you mentioned that you were roommates and roommates uh, on the road over 12 or 13 years. and, and uh, Oh, goodness, yes, every bit of it. And uh, I've, I've, I've gotten to know uh, Shaq over the last five years and, and uh, at the games or, or um, when we were able to get together after games or, or uh, most recently uh, exchanging uh, messages, text messages with him. Uh, on a regular basis, and uh, not to tell uh, tales out of school, but uh, he did tell me one story about being uh, your roommate. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, no, it was it was uh, it, it was uh, Shannon. Shannon had a had a kind heart uh, and wanting oh, to huge. wanting to do something good for his uh, his good buddy. And he told me about a time where you were feeling a little under the weather. Uh, in the room, and uh, I don't know if he offered or you asked, uh, but anyway, uh, to help you feel better, he decided to go down to the hotel uh, kitchen, the, the the restaurant, and uh, and and get some soup for for his good buddy who who wasn't wasn't feeling well. So he went down to the the restaurant, got a tray, he got some soup and and uh, maybe some crackers or things. I'm not sure. Uh, and on his on his way out, he ran into a lady, and people seemed to be he was he was a magnet for people. Uh, he was absolutely. They, uh, people talked to him. He talked to me, and he knew how to he knew how to charm uh, people. So he ran into this lady. She asked him how old he was. He gave a smart mark remark back. And uh, you know, uh, charmed her, and they ended up talking for for a length of time, and then he remembered. Oh, it, it, he <laughs> said the soup. By the time he got it back to the room, was stone cold, and <laughs> oh, and that you were a little bit grumpy. Jump in there. Uh, you oh, were a little bit grumpy about that, and he had tried to do such a nice thing, but it just had all gone wrong. Yeah, that's okay. He probably brought me something even colder than that after the soup went away, right? <laughs> so that's fine, too. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, the memories, the memories. You know, uh, I said self-depreciating, like you mentioned, Rick, uh, when we had our annual NTV Teddy Toss, which was in, which rolled with the uh, local uh, TV station NTV, of course, the Salvation Army and the St. John's Maple Leafs and the Ice Caps. Uh, uh, Shaq, of course, uh, loved uh, uh, Sean Ford. Horton, uh, who was one of his oh, uh, yeah, closest sure. buddies over yeah. the years. And, uh, of course, um, Ted, of course, the movie with uh, Mark Wahlberg, who's from Boston and thought he was a Bruin at the time. And so, anyway, so we fell in love with the character Ted. And Shannon would dress up as Ted from time <laughs> oh, to time. No. Stewie and Family Man. And I'd take him around to the ho- a- a- a different areas. But, anyways, getting back to the Teddy Toss, of course, uh, thousands of teddy bears are raining from the um, – from the skies at Mile One Center coming from the suites and, and high above the rafters and Shaq's dressed as Ted and he's running around on the ice <laughs> while the teddy bears and, and plush toys are 
raining down from the mile one center, and then there's an all out flat out chase of people chasing Shaq in his tent <laughs> uniform, and he, he ends up going out the Zamboni entrance and, and disappears. And and you talk about uh, a beautiful moment, and I mean that just reached all the children and all the parents and the players and everybody inside of sold out mile one center six thousand two hundred eighty seven, all left with a smile courtesy of Shannon Wayne Cody, and they would have never known uh, that it was him, but he, he said, hey, I'm, I'm for it. I'm, you know, dress me up and I'm ready to go. <laughs> so he always, Shannon always offered up uh, an opportunity to put a smile on somebody's face, and, and we'll always remember that uh, that glowing smile. Uh, it okay. just it brings tears to my eyes and a smile to my face, and, and when I think about that, uh, the, the many times, uh, you know, that he pulled stuff in that, it just brings joy to my heart. Well, that's that's one of the the that was one of the great things about Shaq was, uh, you know, for the, for those who, who didn't know him, uh, Shaq was a little person. And, and so but his yes. his his diminutive size never stopped him. Uh, I think he made up for for his his height with how big his heart was um, and, and how big his smile was. But he also I mean, being an equipment manager is a very physically demanding job and he never let any of those obstacles get in his way. He he did the work of three or four guys three times his size. Um, but he was always the first one to also, you know, put me in a teddy bear costume. <laughs> I'm the right size. You know, he, he, he didn't mind. He, as you say, the, the self-deprecating humor. I mean, he 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 embraced it to its fullest extent. Yeah, he really did. I just wanted to quickly go back to the Ted story. Well, John Thornton had a bit part in Ted uh, one during a bar scene in that movie. So of course, uh, when Shaq knew that, he was just like so he couldn't. <laughs> he was ecstatic. The Thornton, right? Sugar Sean Thornton was in that movie. So Shaq, of course, fell right in love with that. But but Amy, that's a tremendous point. You know, uh, I think D.J. Smith, the uh, former St. John's Maple Leafs defenseman, he spent five years here. He and Thornton were roomies actually, uh, and D.J. of course. Went on to, uh, to uh, you know, to play, had a good AHL career, then went on to coach, and he's an even better coach and a better person. But Deej said it best, I think, uh, when he addressed the media scrub before Ottawa-Toronto last Thursday in the nation's capital, and he said, uh, small in stature, huge in heart. That's right. And... Uh, that summed it up. What DJ Smith uh, started the, there just brought so much love out, outpouring, and uh, we appreciate it so much. That's the type of guys you're dealing with, uh, you know, that uh, that plied their trade here, never forgot their roots in Newfoundland and Labrador went on, and never forgot Shaq. And it was the same thing for visiting players, too. But Amy, sorry, you know me, I wander and stammer and babble from a lot, just like my hockey broadcasts over the years, different nights when we weren't winning, I was a sour old fart on the air, and you guys knew that, you were next to me enough. Hey, how about Utica, but we'll leave that one alone. <laughs> Let's leave that. Oh, my goodness <laughs> sake, right? But well, I mean, when you think about Shannon, you just, you have to smile as sad as it is. I said to Glenn this morning, don't mean to date us here time-wise, but it's amazing how sorrow brings people together and, and heals old wounds. And, and uh, you know, I, I think this is, uh, it's, it's happening as we speak. Well, and it, it is happening, uh, bringing together, um, and uh, certainly from uh, I, I know that that uh, the Cana- the um, uh, Jets organization uh, and the Leafs organization uh, 
uh, is mobilizing to make sure that uh, you know his he he's memorialized and and uh, we've heard back from uh, uh, former players uh, from that season uh, in St. John's uh, that final season uh, and and uh, players who who uh, Shaq touched certainly their lives and and they want to uh, be sure to share their memories and and uh, how important how the way that uh, he touched their lives but but you've heard from uh, from some of those as well and and uh, as you, uh, with the other organizations who are doing uh, things for his memory absolutely Rick. great point my friend uh, you know uh, it, it's been an amazing outpouring uh, from players uh, if I can just take a time maybe to uh, mention some who have reached out that you'd sure. be familiar with from the from the uh, St. John's Maple Leafs uh, Baby Habs edition uh, I'm as we t- uh, speak now I had to honor Shannon so I know Bobby Farnham uh, was a dear a dear friend and uh, for two years spent here love Shaq I mean he you know this was one of his favorite destinations and and he told me outright Shaq and I'm sure that Bobby uh, uh, has shared moments as you have mentioned actually I have my Bobby Farnham uh, St. John's Ice Caps jersey on as we speak Rick (laughs) I had to honor Shaq so I threw on my Farnsey and I got my Stewies I got my uh, family guy Stewies on because Shaq used to like to dress as Stewie not just Ted (laughs) so (laughs) anyways with Charlie Lindgren uh, Chucky Stopper the beloved guy from Minneapolis Tommy Parisi from Long Island New York David Brohl from Mississauga Brett Lerner from Winnipeg and dear Max Freeberg from uh, over in Sweden, I know, have reached out, Amy, and uh, and I'm sure there's many others that uh, will be trying to reach you and Rick to, to pass on some condolences and some special messages, and uh, we're just elated. I know a lot of guys are overseas. Uh, Zach Redman, uh, Chris Terry, uh, Charlie Udon, a lot of guys that loved uh, Shannon, too, in the Hab era. Uh, are overseas, so it'd be nice to hear from them too. Uh, if I can just elaborate a little bit, um, ha- I know Sylvan reached out to Glenn Stanford uh, at the time. Sylvan Lefebvre, former coach here, uh, so that was nice um, to hear. The Winnipeg Jets um, and Ottawa Senators, uh, along with the Vancouver Canucks and the Edmonton Oilers, have all reached out to offer um, uh, their support and love. Um, the Jets have a group right now, gang, uh, that you might be, this be nice to hear, but they have a, a group of 13 that have already uh, started to raise some funds for the family, and uh, they're preparing notes. That would be our former captain, Jason Jaffrey, Josh London, who lives here, Johnny Albert, uh, Blair Riley, Kale Moularot, Eric O'Dell, Jordan Hill, Patrice Cormier, Andrew Gordon, Kyle McKinnon, Tyler Beskawani, and uh, one of Shaq's former cohorts in crime, Scott Rodeo McLeod, the former um, assistant equipment manager and head equipment manager of St. John's uh, Ice Caps Winnipeg Jets version. So that's a lot of bodies, gang, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. Well, and we know that uh, just ahead of the the Manitoba Moose Laval Rocket game uh, the other night, there was a really nice uh, tribute memorial uh, that the that that the Jets organization uh, put out for uh, uh, Shannon Cody. That's fabulous. That's just wonderful uh, to hear, Rick. I know Carl Koliakovo, former uh, St. John's Maple Leafs defenseman, uh, is now a TSN, um, of course, a celebrity. And uh, Coco uh, sent out a nice um, little message uh, uh, to send his condolences uh, to the family as well via Twitter. No, I'm not a social media guy. I don't do that 
thing, but I do hear from people uh, that are involved, and lots of people do it, just that's their prerogative, and it's a good uh, platform, obviously, for goodness, but it's also one for badness, and, and unfortunately, we had a little bit of that, but I, I shy away from it, but uh, wonderful to see the Oprah and Carla was another one, and I'm sure as the word spreads, and you know, it does take time leaving here, because we are in the middle of the North Atlantic Ocean, but it'll get out there eventually, and I'm sure most of the hockey world uh, will be well aware of it over the next few days. So uh, that uh, shacks now uh, with the good Lord in hockey heaven with many others. Well, the ultimate uh, hockey tribute, the Toronto Maple Leafs, had uh, Shaq's name uh, on the on the boards, uh, spelled out in pucks, and and of course uh, that's you always uh, you, you know that's uh, hockey people uh, are are recognizing one of their own. Uh, you had a bit of a tribute yourself in putting the sticks out on the porch. Yeah, uh, Joni and I have got, uh, we got three sticks from uh, my collection, and I, I kind of pulled them out of there. Like, I mean, I had lots, and not to differentiate, I won't mention all the names, but the three sticks that are on our porch, uh, with our light on in the porch, and that's going to remain on until Shannon's laid to rest uh, in Fogel Island, uh, and then we'll be able to bring it in. But we have, uh, I've got to Brett Festerling, a former defenseman, who was really close with Shannon, and Shaq taught Brett all the Newfoundland slang that he needed. Uh, Festy wanted to know stuff from Shaq every day, and give me a couple more, right? And so Festy, <laughs> after a while, he didn't sound like a guy from B.C., he sounded like a Newfoundlander or a Labradorian. So Brett Festerling's stick is there, along with Don McLean, a, a former scoring champion with the St. John's Maple Leafs, and uh, Johnny Albert, one of our all-time favorites, and one of Shaq's all-time favorite buddies, too. Albie's stick is there, too, on the porch. So I've encouraged a few other of my friends to do so if they like, and if not, that's fine. But Joan and I are keeping the torch, the porch torch uh, lit, <laughs> and the sticks are out there. And it's a little bit of snow that we got after being nice and green and thinking about golf instead of hockey. But now we got snow back here again. So, but it adds to the uh, to the mood a little bit too. And the mood is somber. Don't get me wrong, but it feels hockey like. Absolutely. Well, what also feels hockey like is just getting to reconnect with you, uh, Raj. Let's uh, let's be sure that uh, the next time that uh, we get together like this, it's not under uh, under sad circumstances. It's a good reminder for us all to keep in touch a bit more. But we can't uh, thank you enough for for everything you're doing to uh, help Shaq's family and to help us uh, uh, help us all spread the word. Uh, and and really give a, a proper send-off and tribute to, to Shannon Cody. Well, thanks, Amy, so much, dear. And, and, and as I said to you and Rick, I kind of lose my marbles a little bit and forget a few things, but we are uh, we're in the midst of uh, preparing a celebration of Shannon's life. It's going to take a while. We're looking for a nice outdoor venue. I know our former uh, um, premier and former uh, CEO and president of the St. John's Ice Caps, Danny Williams, uh, Glenn Stanford, the COO, of course, and governor for the uh, defending Kelly Cup champion, Newfoundland Growlers. Uh, they're heavily involved in this, uh, in, in what we're doing to put together uh, what's going to be a lovely uh, celebration of Shannon's life. Uh, we'll bring hockey people from all over North America uh, together, and, and we'll do it in a, in a fitting manner. It's going to be beautiful. We'll make sure that everyone is uh, in the loop and knows when it's going to happen, and we'll we'll uh, do a proper send-off. And Amy, 
maybe the last thing I wanted to say, dear, is because you mentioned about Shannon maybe being uh, small in stature but huge in heart and, and strong. Well, for those people who didn't realize, uh, little people are, have uh, uh, bigger hearts than most larger mm-hmm. people, and they're strong because they battle against so much adversity. Shannon Cody was strong as an ox. So you mentioned about him lugging two or three hockey bags. Yeah. Well, he, uh, he helped a lot of guys get to the show, and I don't have to mention names, but there are people in the National Hockey League now that have jobs in that capacity. He didn't get there, but he was quality, and he taught them how to get there. And I'm sure those guys know who I'm talking about, and I'll leave it at that. But Shannon Cody helped put them in the National Hockey League. Well, Brian Rogers, you are quality and uh, and a good friend, uh, former play-by-play with St. John's Ice Caps and currently the broadcaster with the uh, Newfoundland Growlers. It's always, a color always. commentator, Ricky. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, can't take, I can't take that credit. I am not the voice of the Growlers, I, but I am involved with the hockey team, and, uh, and so that, that keeps me going uh, at 65. Well, <laughs> well, uh, we always we always love hearing your voice in whatever capacity, and uh, we love hearing your voice on on this show. And uh, we'll have to do it m- more often. Well, thank you so much, uh, Amy, Rick. Uh, I love you guys uh, from the bottom of my heart. On behalf of our organization, we can't thank you enough for all your friendship and everything you've done to help uh, uh, put us on the map. You guys did do great work, did great work, especially for our franchise in those two years, and and we'll be friends for life. And that's the one thing the, the great game of hockey does. Uh, it builds uh, a character and intestinal fortitude and also builds friendships forever, and, and we'll always be that friends forever in in in, uh, heart and soul and in hockey absolutely thanks very much brian god bless you thank you so much god bless you and shannon wing cody alias shack r.i.p little buddy you're in hockey heaven well it was an emotional uh it was an emotional interview Uh, there were there were moments that there were (laughs) um you know, tears in the eyes and other moments that we're uh, tears in the eyes because we're laughing so hard. And that mm-hmm. was that was kind of the yeah. epitome of Shaq and 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 our and our friendship with Brian as well. Um, always good for a laugh, always good for a great story, but just really sitting down and, and you know, Raj spent so many years with Shannon. Um, and as he said many times in that interview, he viewed Shannon like a second son. Um, and you could you could hear the emotion. Uh, but so many um, thoughts and memories and just fond recollections. Uh, it was it was really great to have him on the show to 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 share that with the hockey world. Absolutely, and uh, Shaq, a dear friend, uh, and we'll miss him. We'll miss him dearly. That we will. Uh, on that note, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to uh, give you a little bit more news from around the American Hockey League. Thanks so much. Uh, rest in peace, Shannon Cody, and we'll be back right after this. For all the latest news, interviews, analysis, and commentary about the Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and every other team in the American Hockey League, as well as information on prospects, junior hockey, and international hockey, head over to AHL.Report, the home of the AHL Report. Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. In every city around the world, sports fans flock to popular watering holes to share a few pints, some good grub, and to cheer for their team. 
Think your favorite sports bar deserves to be recognized? Or are you traveling to a new place and need to find the perfect spot to watch a game? HockeyPub.com is the answer. Find out where the best spots are in your city to eat, drink, and meet fellow fans. HockeyPub.com. The Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. And welcome back once again to the Press Zone podcast, uh, part of the Hockey Podcast Network, right here on Rocket Sports Media and the AHL Report. We are so glad that you are with us today. Uh, and uh, be sure, I've mentioned a, a couple of uh, Twitter accounts of ours that you're wanting going to want to be sure you're following. But also, this podcast has its own Twitter account. You want to be sure you're following at the Press Zone Um Great place to keep up to date on announcements regarding the podcast, uh, special guests that we'll be featuring. Sometimes you get some audio clips there and just general news about your favorite team as well. So uh, be sure you're following us at The Press Zone. Uh, and of course, in this segment, we go around the AHL and we start that uh, each and every week by introducing you to this week's uh, CCM AHL Player of the Week, and uh, this week I saw I saw our friend Patrick Williams basically uh, retweet this today and say, uh, "That's how you make a statement when your NHL team sends you down." Uh, and that would be Hershey Bears forward Philip Maillet, uh is the CCM AHL Player of the Week for this week. Made his Hershey Bears season debut last week after getting sent down from Washington. In three games, all of which Hershey won, uh, he had eight points and a plus eight rating. <laughs> Not bad. So I guess I think Patrick's right. I think that's uh, that's that's how you show him when they send you down. Well, and and really, he played in those two months that he was with the, the Capitals. He played just one game. Uh, so this is this is what can happen when you let the kid play. That's right. Uh, <laughs> he had three games, eight points, and uh, and and he was Hershey Bears' uh, uh, leading scorer last year. So scoring's not uh, uh, you know uh, foreign to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's had all this pent up energy and came out flying. Uh, the Hershey and Washington Capitals organization uh, also had some other news this week, which, um, you know, for the Phantoms fans and Flyers fans, uh, they play Hershey often enough, particularly this year, that this will be uh, news that you'll uh, 
be hearing lots of this name and for uh, folks from the sh- uh, who who are Habs and and Laval Rocket or St. John's Ice Caps fans uh, listening to the show, this will be a familiar name. Um, we know that Zach Fukali. Uh, is currently playing in Hershey uh, with the Washington Capitals organization. He started with Washington. He was on the taxi squad for a little while and seems to have settled in uh, down in Hershey now, has had uh, quite a start of his season, and his season has had such an impactful start that the Capitals have already re-signed him. The Capitals have already re-signed him. That's right. Zach Fucali awarded an NHL contract for two years. It is a two-way contract, uh, but has, you know, Rick, after all of the adversity that Zach Fucali has faced and the ups and the downs and the playing in the ECHL for a while, uh, to to persist and battle back and keep growing uh, and maturing both with the physical part of the game, the mental part of the game, to scratch his way back at this point to a two-year, two-way NHL contract uh, is is very commendable and a big congratulations for Zach Fucali. It's been uh, it's been a challenge. He hasn't had a linear route uh, in his uh, hockey career, his pro hockey career. Um, he's, as you said, uh, the, uh, stops in the ECHL, uh, moved from one organization to the other, the Canadians, Tampa Bay, um, and, uh, and now with Washington, um, you know, he's known for three consecutive years as, as team Canada's Spangler cup goalie. Um, and, and now at age 25, he's, uh, he, he's found his game. He's, he's been solid, uh, mm-hmm. in, in the AHL this year for Hershey and, uh, and, and really, uh, really, a tribute to his perseverance and and dedication to the game. He's figured it all out. He really has. Uh, There are plenty of Montreal fans who are still big fans of Zach Fucali. So uh, congratulations to him. And for Phantoms fans, uh, you're, you're going to see him an awful lot (laughs) in in those contests against the bears. So congratulations to Zach. Um, And of course, uh, before we get to our feel-good finale today, Rick, we should mention, um, you know, if you're listening to this show for the first time, or even if you're a long-time listener, uh, but you haven't yet subscribed to the show, first of all, it's really easy to do, uh, and it's the best way to be reminded of when a new episode has come out, because you'll get a notification uh, or excuse me, being a subscriber, you'll always know. Uh, so what are the easiest ways for people to subscribe to the Press Zone? Hit the subscribe button. Whatever. <laughs> Sorry, I guess that <laughs> was a dumb we're, question. We're right? on every single uh, <laughs> podcast app. Pick your favorite one uh, and uh, and hit the subscribe button. You'll also help us uh, if you're on, uh, on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, if you rate uh, this podcast, that'll help. The other thing you can do is to share this podcast on your social media so mm-hmm. your fa- friends and fellow fans will uh, know all about the, the Press Zone. Absolutely. We really appreciate uh, all of our loyal listeners. And if you're just new to the show, we're glad you're here. We hope you really enjoyed today's show. We've got uh, a lot of great content coming for you. Uh, We've got great interviews coming up on the show uh, that you don't want to miss. They're 
exclusive interviews. You were not going to hear them anywhere else. Um, and yeah, we just, uh, we enjoy talking about hockey. We enjoy telling the stories behind the game of the people who, who make it work. Uh, and we're just so glad to have you along for the ride. So our feel good finale, we always wrap up with something, uh, uplifting to send you on your way for the next week. Uh, and we would be remiss if this week wasn't simply saying, Happy Passover or Happy Easter, whichever you celebrate uh, to our listeners out there. We it's it's the it's the ringing in of spring um, and a very special time for those who celebrate Passover or Easter. And uh, we just wish you have a very, uh, very joyful week and a wonderful weekend. And if hopefully if restrictions allow, perhaps you can have a Zoom call with your family or or maybe uh, if you're in the same household, a, a lovely uh meal together, uh, just something to celebrate the season. Um, and Rick, I wish you a happy Easter. Too. Happy Easter to you too. Hope the Easter bunny is very good to you and brings you lots of whatever your favorite chocolate. What's your favorite chocolate? Favorite chocolate? Hmm. Hmm. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, Henry bars are good. Okay. So Tw- Twix are good. Oh, I see we're on a roll now. Eat more. Do you get eat more? I don't think so. In the U.S.? No. no. So the Easter Bunny is going to be busy filling up your basket, I see. (laughs) Uh, That's all that we have, uh, all the time that we have for today. uh, And we're so glad you're here. Don't forget, hit that subscribe button. And next Tuesday, we'll be back with another fantastic episode of The Press Zone right here on Rocket Sports Media. Have a great week. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.